So this question I got asked is, do you, do new moms get frustrated with their baby often? And the answer is, of course, yes. I feel like that's just a very short episode though, but I want to explain to you why you are going to get annoyed with your child and what you can do to help you get through those moments of freak out and annoyance. Hey mama, are you in your third trimester and starting to freak out about the postpartum period? We'll take a deep breath and welcome to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, a naturopathic physician and a fellow mom who's been in your shoes. From mindset techniques to holistic strategies for your health, we'll empower you to navigate motherhood with confidence and vitality. So grab a comforting cup of tea, or who are we kidding, coffee, and let's dive in to this incredible chapter of your life. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Can I let you in on a little secret? You're probably spending way too much time preparing for labor and not enough time preparing for postpartum. Postpartum's a zillion times longer, and I want to help you with it. So check out my free training at www.thenewmomnaturopath.com. That's thenewmomnaturopath.com. It's a 40-minute training that helps you prepare for postpartum with confidence. So why do you get annoyed with your child in postpartum? The number one reason you're going to get annoyed with your child is that it's going to be a frustration or a lack of communication. So it's a lack of them being able to communicate with you exactly what they need. And this is something that will stem from postpartum up until they're teenagers. So it's a skill that you'll have to learn and adapt as they grow developmentally. But you will get really frustrated with your baby because there's only so many things that can solve the problem and there's only... There's only, let me reframe that. There's only so many problems to solve and there's only so many ways to solve that problem. So I'm going to say this very bluntly. (laughs) Your baby in the first six weeks of life and largely first 12 weeks of life, they sleep, they eat, they poop. So if they aren't exceptionally tired, if they aren't um, needing a diaper change or they're not hungry, Those are super easy fixes, and they're some things that you're going to go to and turn to immediately um, that will cause you to um, give the baby their needs to be met automatically. But then there are other things. So figuring out that your baby is overtired is a challenging thing because you think that if they, like, you think that if they haven't slept, that they would be more likely to sleep, but they don't. So I make this a kind of equivalent, I'm going to make this equivalent to something in your life. So for instance, you come home from work, you put your keys on, well, this is pre-baby obviously, but you put your keys up, you sit down and you go, oh my God, I could go to bed right now. But instead you turn on TV or you go cook dinner or you go do some sort of strenuous activity and before you know it, it's 10 o'clock and you haven't gone to bed. That is very similar, not quite, but it's very similar to that of being overtired as a child, is that your body ends up causing um, 
your body as a result, their bodies as a result of being kept up start to secrete stress hormones so that they're able to stay awake and they're able to manage their environment because they should be asleep. Their body needs to shut down to, to grow, to rewire, to prune those neurons and whatnot. And so their body starts to create uh, to secrete stress hormones. Now those stress hormones will wake them up and keep them awake um, and keep them away from danger, hopefully by screaming and getting your attention. But they also will prevent you from falling asleep. So it is very vital that you create routines and you watch for cues for your child. So my number one tip for this one would be to check for crying cues. Now, there's a ton of resources for this. I'll link some in the show notes, but you're, there are different ways that a baby cries that give you signals for what they want. So after a while, you'll adapt and learn this, but it's really helpful to get kind of an overview of what generally is kind of coined as like, this is a, this is a, um, a diaper change cry. This is a feeding cry. This is a, I'm exhausted cry. This is a, I'm kind of tired. Please let me go to bed cry. This is a, I'm colicky, which I'm going to get to in a second. Those kind of cries when you are prepped before you hear them helps you to establish these cues earlier. So you don't get annoyed with your baby. And then, um, it, as you learn your child and as you grow with each other, you'll learn the cues that each of you has. So that is my number one tip for this reason you will get annoyed because you won't have the communication that you need. The second reason you'll get annoyed is because they want to sleep on you and you can't get anything done if they're asleep on you. So, babies have a biological need to be attached and be touching you all the time. Their heart rate regulates when they're touching you. Their ability to regulate their breath patterns regulates when they're on you. But, of course, if you're asleep, baby should not be sleeping on top of you. That is not safe, especially if you're on a couch. This is just not safe. So, um, but if you're holding your baby and you're nap trapped, and I say that in quotes, then um, it is the best option is for you to put them in a carrier of some type, um, in like a, a boba wrap or a, you know, front forward facing character carrier so that you're able to get things done. And I did this and I would go on walks. Um, you can't really do anything loud though. I don't do the dishes. I do like I would fold laundry. I would get laundry done. Um, but a lot of times I just gave myself permission to not do anything, you know, just to listen to a podcast or watch TV because I can watch TV on a very low tone because I like subtitles because my brain likes to read and hear at the same time because who knew that's something I liked. Anyway, so I, I would say the two ways that I handle being nap trapped is let go of the need to be busy and then also carry them when you really do need to be busy. Um, and the third thing is you're going to get frustrated with your child because you have to sacrifice you. So you get frustrated with being a new parent because you can't just go leave the house in two seconds. You have to bring the diaper bag with diapers, making sure there's enough diapers, there's enough wipes, there's ways for you to dispose of those diapers because sometimes when you go to you know pediatrician's office, they don't even allow you to throw the diapers into their trash because really, because um, <laughs> that's really a thing. And, you know, there's just... 
there's a lot of things that you have to prepare ahead of time that it's frustrating. And it's really hard to constantly be in a state of having to plan ahead. Is it possible? Yes. Is it doable? Yes. Is it frustrating? Oh, yes. And I would say the number one way to fix this process is to make sure that your needs are met, meaning you have the ability to um, have friends come over if you need contact with other people for you to feel more sane. You're making sure that you're bathing regularly. You're making sure that you're getting the nutrients that you need internally, both in terms of nourishment, like physical nourishment and comfort. You're not eating just to live. You're living to eat too in moderation, but it is okay for you to want the McDonald's. It is okay for you to want the junk food. Like that's not something that I would tell you to not go for because you're still, yes, you do need to have the nutrients to feed your baby and to heal your body, period. Like you have to eat the salad. But depriving yourself of the need for comfort in this time will only make you feel more annoyed with the scenario of being at home. And then I, this is a kind of a bonus one, is that you will get annoyed with your child because there is no mental stimulation involved with being a parent in postpartum. There is a physical stress response There's that's repetitive and exhausting. There's a lack of sleep. There's a lack of, um, of like human interaction and cognitive thought process. Like you don't have the capacity to do anything that is going to make you think hard. But I do feel like it is annoying to be in that state of not having someone talk to you, not having human contact, and then doing something so repetitive. Change the diaper. Eat. Wake window where they cry because they're doing tummy time and they don't like it, but they need to do it. And then go back to bed. And then start it all over again and again and again and again. And you're not getting these crazy long times of naps. You're not getting these crazy long times of feeling rested. Sometimes babies are um, wanting to eat every hour sometimes. Sometimes they want to eat every two hours. Sometimes they don't want to wake up because they want to sleep and you have to wake them up and know they're going to cry and it's going to get so annoying. But yes, it's okay to be annoyed. At the end of this, the whole point of this episode is to say that yes, you're going to get annoyed with your baby. You're going to have emotions that are not positive around postpartum. That doesn't mean you don't enjoy the process of postpartum, and it does not mean that you do not love your child. You can be annoyed with the scenario and still love to be in it, (laughs) which is so crazy for me to say. But I can tell you I was so annoyed postpartum. I would get, like, I would wait by the door. I'm kidding. I wouldn't because I would just sit on the couch. But I would be so excited for my husband to get home. And he had done... He was like a medical assistant off slash office manager at a clinic nearby. And so he was exhausted and peopled out. But I was just like, oh my God, it's a person. And so I would like attack him when he got home. And he'd be like, oh, I just need a minute. <laughs> I just, I'm going to go play 2K. I'm like, okay, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait for you to be rejuvenated. So yes, it's okay for you to be frustrated. You can be frustrated. And you can create things in your life that help you deal with that emotion so that you can be the best person that you can be in the situation of being a new mom. If you want to learn more about this, go check out my free training. 
It's at thenewmomnaturopath.com. I really hope to see you there. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at thenewmomnaturopath.com. And as always, please join our Facebook group, The New Mom Naturopath, on Facebook. Have a wonderful day.